Welcome to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hello. Hello. How wonderful it is to ah, take that in-breath with you, that exhalation, and bring our full attention to the love of God as our very life together. Hmm, how wonderful. <laughs> yes. Love is an expression of our true identity. Love is often misunderstood in this world. So it is a joy and a pleasure to come to an understanding of love together. Together, where the two or more who are gathered, you and I, right now, in the name and the nature of the Christ presence. So let us, let us bless ourselves. I like to put my hand in my heart and remind myself that the greatest gift I can receive, the greatest gift I can share, the greatest gift I can acknowledge is the gift of love that's already been given to me. The gift of love that's already been given to everyone in this moment, breathing the breath of God. Invoking divine grace into our awareness. Placing God first in our life. By recognizing that we are here to love, to be the perfect givers and receivers of love. And that we already have pre-installed, pre-approved everything that we need in order to be the living, loving presence of God in our own life. And so that which we are seeking is already here. We rejoice to accept it, to know it, to live it, to be it. In grace and gratitude, we know that in the mind of the infinite, it's already done and accomplished, so we can allow it to be the truth of our life. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. So all this month of February, we've been sharing about relationship. And again, I say we've been sharing because I, I really feel the, the connection when I'm recording the show and, uh, We've got a lot of listeners right now, and we are a collective. A collective, the one mind of God is expressing itself, and my holy intention is to be that voice of love right now. And so we've been looking at relationship in particular in February because it's that Valentine's Day month, and so looking at how we can truly be loving in our relationships and have loving relationships. 
one of the biggest challenges we have in this life. I think the, the number one challenge we have in this life is our relationship with God, our relationship with ourselves, and then our relationship with others. Perhaps in that order, that we need to put the relationship with God first in order to have true happiness, true success, true wealth, true prosperity. And then our relationship with ourselves, we can see it and experience it, feel it as a relationship with God. And then we can share, extend the love of God to our brothers and sisters in all of our relationships. This is not easy to do, and very often the world and our so-called loved ones would convince us of other things. So many of us have been taught to be controlling and manipulative as a form of love. And we're undoing that learning and remembering our true identity. So following the last couple of weeks talking about special relationship, holy relationship, the healed relationship, we've been in the section in the text, chapter 17, the healed relationship, which in my copy is page 362 of A Course in Miracles. And one of the great things about uh, this radio show at Unity and the way I like to look at the world and share is that even if you've never read A Course in Miracles, even if you've never picked up that book, my intention, my aspiration is to make it plain because we sure don't need A Course in Miracles in order to have a life of love. We don't have to read it. We don't have to study it. And what I have witnessed is many people, in fact, get sidetracked from living a life in love because of their relationship to Course in Miracles. So I'm just going to say a, a moment about that, and then we'll dive in. Last year, when I was offering the free classes called Living a Course in Miracles, and you can still um, get information about them. We have the uh, recordings and the transcripts available for purchase. The free classes are over, but um, and I may do another one this year, something like that. So if you put your email in there, you'll get word of it when, uh, when and if I do another one. I'm looking at that right now. Anyway, livingacourseofmiracles.com is where you uh, can just give your email to get information about those things and see what we did last year, livingacourseandmiracles.com. So what I experienced last year was I got so many emails from people all over the world saying that they had been studying A Course in Miracles for years, 5 years, 10 years, 15, 20, 25, even 30 years. I really, I mean, I got these emails from people saying I've been studying for 30 years, for 25 years, all these different 
numbers of years. And they said to me over and over again, I never thought to live it. I never thought to live a life of love. That they were focused mentally in understanding intellectually the teaching. And I see that that has happened for many, many, many people. That they've become very intellectual about A Course in Miracles. And even it's created uh, a, a distance in their awareness of love and heart-centeredness. So love is not an intellectual exercise. It's an expression of our heart, of our being. And we can literally feel in our body when we are no longer connected at the heart. I believe the body acts like a divine alarm clock letting us know when we've traveled into that ego mind. So for many spiritual seekers, and this was me, this is how I discovered it. For me, I was totally driven by the ego in my spiritual practice. I was driven to acquire more knowledge, acquire more information, acquire, acquire, acquire. And I am so grateful that I was able to glimpse what I was doing, that the ego was driving my spiritual practice. And it it's very challenging for me to stay in the heart and live in the heart. But this is my intention. This is my intention. This is my aspiration. And this is my goal because I cannot reach the atonement mentally. I have to do it in my heart. The treasure lies within. The treasure lies within. That's what A Course in Miracles says. So, one thing we can also recognize is A Course in Miracles, we are told, is a holographic teaching. And here's the thing. God is omnipresent. God is all there is. All of life is a holographic teaching. Truth is a holographic teaching. Love is a holographic teaching. Knowledge is information. Wisdom, which is a spiritual quality of God, which is part of our true identity, wisdom is when we live it in our heart. Information is not wisdom. So it's so valuable to know the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Wisdom is when we live it in our heart. And when we live it in our heart, then we can share it with our brothers and sisters. When we live it in our heart, then the truth can set us free. We can be liberated. Relationship is such a beautiful teacher for our liberation. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we all know that, don't we? And yet, how many of us have been caught in the trap of trying to manage and manipulate and control ourselves and our loved ones in relationship? 
Just think of that book that was so popular whenever it was 10 years ago or whatever it was, The Rules. Now, I never read The Rules, but I remember the conversations about it, that these women had written this book called The Rules. And if you have these rules, then you can control and manipulate your loved ones into doing what you would like them to do. And isn't that, of course, the ego? Isn't that? (laughs) Love has no desire to control and manipulate. Love doesn't judge. Love is kind. Love is patient. Love is not boastful. And love is the greatest gift that we have. So, Going back to Chapter 17, The Healed Relationship, page 362, we've been talking about how when we turn the relationship over to the Holy Spirit and we stop trying to manage, control, and manipulate it, that the healing will begin immediately and that only one person in the relationship has to turn it over to the Holy Spirit in order for that healing to begin. Now, the Holy Spirit is the higher intelligence to which we all have access. Some spiritual seekers get into a codependent relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so they feel less than the Holy Spirit. But to me, it's a divine partnership with love itself. It's a divine partnership with God itself. It's a divine partnership with all that is holy. This is what we are able to have, and we can never be happy settling for anything less. We might get a temporary sense of feeling full, But that deep sense of fulfillment only comes when we live a life of love. And love is not grasping. Love is not manipulative. Love is not controlling. So when we turn the relationship over to the Holy Spirit, then what comes into our awareness is every single place where we have a tendency towards grasping. And one of the ways we can know that we are in that space of grasping is that we feel uncomfortable in our body. So we can start to become awakened beings recognizing that the feelings that we're having in the body, there are emotions and then there are also feelings. Feelings are expressions of our intuition. If we deny the body and not use it as a holy tool, then we're missing that opportunity to experience intuition because it really travels in Our intuitive senses, clairvoyance, clairsentience, clairaudience, claircognizance, are all felt as vibration. So we're learning to recognize when we feel upset 
is there a temptation? Remember, all temptation is of the body, too. Is there a temptation to control and manipulate? Is that upset that we're experiencing in the body, the divine alarm clock, the reminder to let us know we have forgotten to choose love and we're trying to be in charge and push God aside. Ego, E-G-O, edging God out. So when we turn the relationship over to the Holy Spirit, the temptation will be to snatch it back, to snatch it back and be in charge again because we think we know what's best. So we have to cultivate the ability to listen with our heart, to feel with our heart, to know with our heart. I, that's why the kingdom is within. And when we say the kingdom is within, we always focus on the heart, don't we? There's a reason for that. Well, that's our access to clear intelligence, true wisdom. So we turn the relationship over to the ego and there's, I mean, to the Holy Spirit and there's a temptation to snatch it back so that we can be in charge and decide what we think is best, what should happen, what shouldn't happen. As it says here in paragraph four on page 362, the temptation of the ego becomes extremely intense with the shifting goals. And most people will prefer to abandon our, the relationship and all the work that they've put into it and go off and start another special relationship, another ego-based relationship, rather than go through the holy transformation. Over the years, I have experienced and talked with so many who have had their relationships transformed into holy relationships. And I am here to tell you it's worth it. So we'll share more about that when I come back after this break. You're listening to Jennifer Hadley at Unity Online Radio. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. we're talking about relationship here and uh, I also will mention that uh, I have a daily prayer that I've been doing for years and years. I'm actually on a hiatus right now for a couple weeks but I'm getting ready to start it back up again. My daily prayer with a, a written blog of inspiration and you can share in that, sign up for that at jenniferhadley.com on the prayer page. And while you're at jenniferhadley.com, I invite you to look around. There's a lot of free downloads and free things there. Uh, on the Masterful Living page, there's information about my year-long class there. There are three uh, free downloads there on the Masterful Living page. My, You can still join us in the year-long class, Masterful Living. And also, I am right now teaching a three-week class in prayer, and you can sign up for that. We've done week one. You'll get the transcript and the download, and then we've got week two this week. 
So lots of stuff at jenniferhadley.com. And I, I orient everything towards my relationship with God, our relationship with God, and our relationship with each other and with our brothers and sisters. And it is an extension, a living extension of our living relationship with God. That's what we're focused on this week. So the temptation of the ego becomes extremely intense when we shift the goal of our relationship from special, meeting the needs of the ego, which can never be met, (laughs) that black hole of needing and grasping that is the ego. We can have a holy satisfaction in a holy relationship. And over the years, I've heard so many gorgeous, beautiful, miraculous stories of people who turned their relationships over to the Holy Spirit and had miraculous healings. And I am one of them. Extraordinary healing in my relationships. So I've turned all my relationships over to the Holy Spirit. I have released the need to control any and all of them. And, oh, it is so much more peaceful. And it's so much more fulfilling. And still, it is challenging to stay in that loving space and to expand into love. But I can honestly say there is nothing more fulfilling, nothing more gratifying. So we can look at the ways at which we have tried to make our loved ones and our relationships false idols. You know, and we can do this with a dog, with a cat, with a horse, with a house. Wherever we want to have a false idol, we can have one. So we're turning the relationships over to the Holy Spirit. And there is that temptation to just say, you know what? It's not worth it. I can't do this. This is too hard. Now, what I would like to point us to here is... On page 363, where chapter 17, the healed relationship is section 5, and it's paragraph 6. This is the time for faith. You let this new goal be set for you. That was an act of faith. Do not abandon faith now that the rewards of faith are being introduced. So when the Holy higher spirit self is in that process of tearing down the ego-based special relationship and rebuilding the relationship while you're in it. It's like having your house torn down while you're living in it. That experience requires our faith. Do not abandon faith now that the rewards of faith are being introduced. If you believed, if you truly believed the Holy Spirit was there to accept the relationship, why would you now not still believe that he is there to purify what he has taken under his guidance? Have faith in your brother in what seems to be a trying time. So, Have faith in God. Have faith in your brother. One of the reasons why I think many people abandon their special relationships while they're in that 
experience of transformation while the relationship is being holy. So many people turn the relationship over to the Holy Spirit. The challenges begin. The difficulties begin. Remember um, what we were talking about here uh, a couple weeks ago, that most people actually abandon the relationship at this point and go off and reestablish uh, another ego-based relationship. As it says in paragraph 3, many relationships have been broken off at this point and the pursuit of the old goal, the ego goal, the special goal, is reestablished in another relationship. That is what the majority of people do. So it takes faith, it takes strength, it takes real heart. You have to see the value of the goal of the holy relationship to teach you about the oneness of all life, to teach you about love, to remind you, to awaken you, to remember what love really is. Or you will abandon that relationship. So have faith. If you believe the Holy Spirit was there to accept the relationship, why would you now not still believe that he is there to purify what he has taken under his guidance. Have faith in your brother in what seems to be a trying time. Now, one of the reasons why I believe so many people abandon their relationships in this transformation phase is really not that it becomes so difficult and challenging. It's that ultimately... They really don't want a holy relationship. They only want the kind of relationship where they can control and manipulate and be in charge of how it looks and how it feels. They really want to be the God of their world. Because if we really, really, really want to live in that surrender and know what love is, we will give God full sway in our heart and be grateful that we can surrender, make a holy offering of all the ways that we've been grasping and manipulating, manipulating, manipulative. We will be grateful with tears running down our face, so grateful that we can stop trying to manage and control and manipulate. Oh, let's take a breath on that one. So in this breath, we're breathing the breath of God. Opening our hearts and minds to divine guidance right now. I'm inviting you to place your hand on your heart and to open yourself to discover, to consider how have you been trying to control and manipulate your loved ones? Do you have rules in your relationship? Are you thinking that it's your right to have your loved ones Meet your needs? Are you trying to get your needs met from them instead of from the divine? Are you looking outside yourself for validation 
Are you looking to your loved ones to validate you? Have you forgotten to seek first the kingdom which is within? Have you forgotten to be loving, to be kind, to be patient with yourself and with your loved ones? Have you made yourself the God of your world? So important to breathe deeply through and into this so that we can really feel the places where we've been grasping and controlling and manipulating. It's so important to see what we truly value. Are we valuing divine guidance and inspiration? That Holy Spirit, that Holy Breath within us, leading us and guiding us to the most loving choice. Trusting God, if we have broken our word a thousand times, a million times, if we have denied God over and over and over again and convinced ourselves that grasping, controlling, manipulating, jealousy, that these are signs of love, Isn't it time for us to be restored and renewed by love? Love is the healer. There is no other way. So if we have been untrustworthy, if we have broken our word again and again and again, wouldn't it make sense that we would project into the world that other people will do the same thing? What we project into our relationship with God, that God will do the same thing, that God cannot be trusted. We can't have faith in God to transform our relationship. We can't trust the Holy Spirit. It's too simple to just turn the relationship over and follow divine inspiration and guidance to let go of grasping, controlling, manipulating But you see, that's the thing about God and love. This is why the truth sets us free. It's because it's real. It's simple. If we don't trust ourselves, wouldn't it make sense that we wouldn't trust God, we wouldn't trust our loved ones? So can we reorient ourselves in our relationships and look for ways to be trustworthy. And in order to do that, we have to recognize there is that within us which knows love, which is love, which has full access to the kingdom. Ah, Taking that holy breath and just allowing that to reverberate in our heart. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. 
God or the ego. Taking that holy breath. So when I feel challenged, when I feel the temptation to control and manipulate, I take that breath. I turn within to my heart and I seek divine guidance. It, it takes discipline. I call it a divine discipline, which I got from Martin Luther King Jr., who taught us so much about the power of love. I encourage you to read his speeches, read his writing. There's so much about love that vibrates in there. We can feel it. So on page 363, here, chapter 17, The Healed Relationship, paragraph 7. Once we've turned the relationship over to the Holy Spirit, the ego will counsel us to substitute the now trying to feel what is the the word to describe it, the, the transitional experience of the relationship from special to holy. When it can feel excruciating, that's the, the word in the course. It can feel excruciating for the transformation from an ego-based relationship to a heart-based relationship, from a relationship that teaches us about separation to a relationship that teaches us about oneness can feel excruciating in that process and the ego will counsel us to substitute for this another relationship to which your formal goal was quite appropriate so most people that's what it says the majority of people will abandon the relationship and start again who among us hasn't done that It's so painful to keep doing that. It is so distressing. We begin to formulate the opinion, the judgment, that we don't have the ability to be in a healthy, loving relationship or that love is painful. We formulate the opinion that we are somehow uh, not capable or that love hurts or love destroys. We formulate all these Ideas about love that aren't true. And that's why they create so much distress and suffering and sadness and pain and despair. Because not one of them are true, and yet we're choosing to believe them. The only way out is to learn to choose love. It says here, you can escape from your distress only by getting rid of your brother. That's what the ego will tell you. That the only way to end the suffering is to get rid of your brother. And so many people have come to me and said, you know, I just look at this relationship now and I just think, you know, what have they done for me lately? You know, they are not meeting my needs. They are not giving me what I want. And I am going to walk away from this relationship and go create a new one. And when people come to me for counseling, I ask them, Have you done that before? Have you already tried that method? Would you instead 
take a stand for love in your own heart, in your own life, and give up all the controlling, manipulating, judgmental, grasping ways of the ego, and simply be loving. Would you be willing to do that for just a day, a week, a month, and keep your commitment? Have faith in love. Stop trusting your own judgment and have faith in love. So powerful. So we're coming to our break. I'm going to invite you to contemplate that. Remember, you can go to jenniferhadley.com and be my prayer partner. You're listening to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back. Working at Unity Village is more than just a good job. It's good work. We're a not-for-profit organization that helps people around the globe live more abundant and meaningful lives. Our work environment is unique in keeping with the heritage of Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, visionary founders of the Unity Movement. At the same time, Unity is a 21st century workplace. Job seekers will find plenty of challenges in a wide range of specialties, from information technology to culinary arts, communications to publishing, prayer ministry to retreats and more. Employees are eligible for a variety of perks and benefits, including a campus setting with year-round activities and a four-day work week in many departments. To see what employment opportunities await you, visit us at unityjobs.org and apply today. What would a human life based on the principles of an evolutionary spirituality, look like. Reverend Kelly Isola wants to talk with people of every faith or no faith at all to passionately participate in the next great epic in the emergence of consciousness and culture. If the choice is ours to consciously evolve, then what can life look like at this pivotal time in human history? Join us each Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central Time for Spiraling Consciousness with host Reverend Kelly Isola right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day, in every way. Now, back to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. So we're we're talking about the pull can get so strong to abandon the relationship when we can't mold it to meet our needs. And I hope you can feel how destructive it is to try to do that in our relationships, to try to mold love, relationship to meet the needs of the ego. Oi, oi, oi. (laughs) In the words of Jesus, the Jewish man, oi, that is painful. 
And yet, haven't we all done that again and again and again and again and again? You can escape your distress only by getting rid of your brother. That's what the ego will tell you. It says here, we're in uh, paragraph 7, page 363. Now the ego counsels thus, substitute for this another relationship to which your former ego goal was quite appropriate. You can escape from your distress only by getting rid of your brother, so you think. You need not part entirely if you choose not to do so. But you must exclude major areas of fantasy from your brother to save your sanity. Hear not this now, which is really, don't you hear this? Have faith in him who answered you. Have faith in the higher Holy Spirit self. He heard, has he not been very explicit in his answer? You are not now wholly insane. So when you're feeling that distress during the undoing of the ego-based relationship and the building of the holy oneness-based relationship, spirit-based relationship, you are not now wholly insane. Can you deny that he has given you a major, a most explicit statement? Now he asks for faith a little longer, even in bewilderment. For this will go, the bewilderment will go, and you will see the justification for your faith emerge to bring you shining conviction. Abandon him not now, nor your brother. This relationship has been reborn as holy. And I've had conversations with couples where one person in the relationship did this. And it took years to transform the relationship, in part because people kept trying to impose the ego back into the relationship. But little by little, they were able to turn it over more and more to the Holy Spirit, to the higher self, the Holy Self. It's not outside of us. It's that pure access to the kingdom which is within. Listening to divine guidance. So this is why it's really important to treat the body as a temple. To treat the body as a temple. Your body is like a tuning fork for God. You cannot hear divine guidance, divine insight, divine wisdom if you're not taking good care of the body temple. Now, here's the thing. Actually, I'm going to re-qualify that. You can hear stuff, meaning you can feel it. You can recognize it. But if you're trashing the body temple with the things that you drink, the things that you eat, and maybe the sexual partners or um, holding on to grudges and resentments and anger and distress eating lots of sugar and things that, you know, it's not that sugar is bad, it's not that alcohol is bad, it's not that any of these things are bad, it's what is your relationship with them? Are you using them to deny how you feel, to dull how you feel? If you want to wake up to love, you can't dull how you feel. 
because your feelings are going to point you in the direction of the holiness in your life. But many of us have been through painful, difficult, torturous experiences. Many people that I have counseled, had in classes, known, have been physically hurt by loved ones, physically hurt by family members, physically hurt by people. And so there can be a real temptation to drug and dull the feeling body so that we don't have those memories. And that is understandable. I, too, have been through that. And what I've learned is that partnered with God, partnered with the Holy Spirit, I can come to terms with those memories and release the emotion, the upset, the hurt trapped in the body. And sometimes we can be divinely guided and led to someone who can assist us with that. Someone who's truly heart-centered and not ego-based, but a true healing presence. And again, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness will be fed. That is a promise. So we're cultivating that ability to allow ourselves to hunger and thirst after righteousness and allow ourselves to be fed. Again, if we turn away from God, if we deny God, if we sell our God, our relationship with God out for pieces of silver, if we're looking outside of ourselves to know God, even looking in A Course in Miracles to understand God, then we may not trust ourselves. We may not trust God. So valuable for me to have realized this. So for me, love holds no grievances. That beautiful lesson, number 68, love holds no grievances from the workbook. I can take that lesson. I can take the teaching, teach only love, for that is what you are from the course. Teach, take the, seek the kingdom first, which is within, and all else will be added unto me. I can take these teachings, live them in my heart, and I do not need to spend one more minute studying A Course in Miracles. I can have it right here by my heart. But the answer is not in the book. The answer is within the heart. And so many people will invest so much time and energy studying the Course, denying the body, instead of looking in the heart within. Yes, we are not a body. But the body is able to serve a holy purpose when we treat it like a temple. When we're willing to know a deeper understanding 
we can use the body to transcend our attachment to this world. Isn't that interesting? It can become a, a spiritual tool. So our little willingness is all that's required. We start with that little willingness and we keep working it. So what I'm going to invite you to consider is to really look deeply into and to do some writing, some journaling about how have you been trying to manage, control, and manipulate your loved ones? What are the judgments that you hold about your loved ones? What are the judgments that you hold about yourself? And do you see, do you experience in the world of effects, in form, the thoughts that you have, the beliefs that you have about relationship, about yourself, and about your loved ones? So if you're holding the thought that your loved one continuously disappoints you and that you deserve better, is that your experience? What came first, your experience or your belief? Over and over and over again in my own life, I have experienced and I have met people who experienced the healing of their judgment. They were willing to let their judgments go and their relationships changed. When they stopped seeing themselves and their loved ones as limited, their relationships changed. When people were willing to stop seeing themselves as lonely and alone and to move into that relationship with the divine, then they realized, oh my goodness, I've never been alone. Not for one second. Even if I make my bed in hell, God is still with me. Love is still here. Love is still my true identity. It is never too late to choose love. So let us become aware of these beliefs that we are experiencing. Remember, all thought produces form at some level. Better we should look at what we're creating than keep studying the book, trying to learn something new. Knowledge is not wisdom. Wisdom is knowledge applied by the heart. So let's take that breath of gratitude and place our hand on our heart and open ourselves to the kingdom within. Let us turn our life over to the higher Holy Spirit self and dedicate ourselves to a life of love. Let us have faith in love itself. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love and appreciate you, and I love our connection. Have a great week. Walking the talk, living the love. Amen.